your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And yesterday, we did a crossover event with Locked On Blackhawks host Jack Bushman. Today, we are doing the second crossover trade special event with Locked On Islanders host Gil Martin. So it'd be good to do these crossover events anytime, but especially when they involve teams that the Avalanche have made trades with. So definitely go back if you haven't heard yesterday's episode with Jack and the Blackhawks trade, obviously with Zadorov and Saad. And today we're going to have Gil Martin on and talk about the deals, the multiple deals that the Avalanche and the Islanders made. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But first things first, definitely follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, and or opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Typically, what we've been doing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, we've been doing season grades for the 2019-2020 season. The poll for those is always up on Twitter. Like I said, LOPN underscore Avalanche. The current player that we are grading is Kale McCarr. That poll was up. It is ended. And I didn't want to rush it and get into it because I really wanted to give Kale McCarr his due. So the polling for it is closed, but we're going to hold off and and talking about it. I think you know how the voting went, or you can at least guess. So we're going to push that until Monday to talk about the results for that, just so we can spend as much time with Gil from the Islander show as possible. So let's get to the uh, crossover event number two with Gil. But first, we are going to hear from our sponsors in Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. You know it. You love it. It tastes great. It's a healthy energy and protein bar. I know a lot of people are into those things right now, myself included. And I have to say, Built Bar is by far the best tasting protein energy bar on the market. So great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet if that is something you are on. Most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Fantastic flavors like banana bread, peanut butter, double chocolate, toffee almond, caramel brownie, carrot cake. They have a strawberry one out now, which so if you're in a, if you're a strawberry freak, get it because they're probably going to sell out if they haven't already. But go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get 20% off of your next order. So make sure go to builtbar.com. Promo code is locked on and 20% comes off of your first order. All right. Let's get to Gil, and let's talk about some deals between the two teams. All right, and we are back with Locked On Islanders host Gil Martin. Gil, how's it going today, sir? It's going well. How about you? I'm doing all right. So, uh, yeah, Islanders and Avalanche were kind of 
pretty good friends in this uh, truncated off season and deals were made by them multiple times. So I guess, are you satisfied with them? Are you, you wishing the Islanders maybe got more? Are you wishing they didn't make one of these deals? Like what's your, just on these deals specifically, uh, where's your take on what the Islanders got? Well, look, uh, as far as getting a pair of second round picks for Devon Taves, I, I can't say I'm disappointed about what they got in return. I guess most Islander fans were more disappointed that it was Taves who got traded uh, mainly because the Islanders really wanted to keep him if they could, but he was arbitration eligible. So, you know, with the Islanders being up against the cap, as are so many teams right now because of uh, COVID and the cap remaining flat, uh, you know, Lula Amarello felt like he had to control costs a little bit more and the Avalanche apparently wanted Taves a little bit more than some of the other defensemen, the Islanders would have preferred to trade and mm. and there you go. So disappointed that Taves was traded, but not disappointed with the the fact that look, the Islanders needed to restock their high draft picks after the Pajot and Green trades that they made at the trade deadline and obviously need to free up some cap space. So that part right. of it didn't bother me, but losing Taves <clears throat> wasn't the best. And uh, you know, I'll I'll ask you about his game uh momentarily but but what yeah because he is headed to arbitration right what what was he looking at i mean what did he make last year if you can if you remember and and, and what do you think his asking price or what he could receive in arbitration could be because that's where the avalanche are headed obviously with him yeah i mean he made seven hundred thousand last year which was uh, wow i didn't know it was that low man. yeah it's a great value for, yeah. the, for the team uh, and, you know, look, he's like a 30 to 35 point a year defenseman if you prorate what he did this past year. I, I would say he's going to go for somewhere between two and a half and three and a half million this year if he uh, if he does OK in arbitration. I mean, the, the numbers are there. Uh, the, the, the points are there. Uh, he has versatility. He's 26 years old. He's right in the middle of his prime. Mm. A little bit of a late bloomer. I mean, spent three seasons at Quinnipiac university and then uh, three well, two and a half years down at the uh, AHL level. But in the one and a half seasons that he spent with the Islanders has really come on. And, and it's been great to watch his game develop over the last year and a half. And do you, I mean, I mean, two, two and a half to 3 million, like is though, is that the dire straits that the, the Islanders are in right now where that's tough to afford? Yeah, it, it kind of is. The Islanders have about $8 million in cap space left, and they had three restricted free agents who they needed to re-sign. One of them was Taves. Uh, Ryan Pulak was the second, and, and then obviously Matt Barzal, the yeah. third. And Barzy's going to take up the whole, you know, close to, if not all of that $8 million in space. You would think, right? A and then you need to, you know, the Islanders' big need – really was to get some more goal scoring. I think they were 23rd or 24th in the league in goals scored and to improve the power play. And, you know, they need to clear out a good amount of cap space to get, you know, bars all signed and then to add another offensive piece to the puzzle. Unfortunately, you know, goal scorers don't come cheap. Yeah, no, not at all. 
Definitely not. So tell me like what he, you know, specifically Taves, what he can bring to the avalanche. Where, where did, where does it, where's his game? You know, what did it do well for the Islanders that can translate to the avalanche style of, of play? Well, I mean, first of all, any player on the Islanders playing under Barry Trotz has got to take care of business in their own zone. That's a, that's a given. And, and Taze is pretty consistent in his own zone. Uh, as he developed, you know, he had a little habit of, of getting caught up when he pinched a little bit too much, but that happened less and less as the uh, seasons progressed and he got more experienced and, you know, every once in a while, a defenseman is going to get caught trying to keep the puck in the offensive zone. Uh, but it happened less and less o- over the course of the last year and a half. He's going to add, you know, like 30 to 35 points of offense. He can contribute on your second power play unit. He's okay. got decent size at six one, about a buck 95. And, you know, it, it, he is developing into a smart, consistent second pair defenseman right now who's just starting to enter his prime so yeah not someone the islanders wanted to get rid of and i think he'll be a very strong asset for yeah. the abs next season and i was going to ask you that what which pairing did he play on for the it was the second pairing or was he, it? he was mostly on the second pairing i mean okay. he, he could step up to the top pairing if needed uh but realistically he was in the three four pairing most okay of the all right and power play you meant you touched on that he was relied upon on, on the second unit, more or less, on, for, for their power play? Yeah, I mean, if he was going to see time on the power play, it was more second unit stuff. Okay. But he has a decent shot. Nothing, uh, you know, it's not like he's going to win the hardest shot competition or the right. most accurate shot competition. But, you know, look, last year, six goals. The year before, five. Two goals in the playoffs. Uh, you know, his shot is not uh, – it's not bad. It's right. just not uh, – you know, all-star caliber kind of. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's, you know, what the Avalanche were going for because, uh, like I said in the show yesterday with Jack from uh, the Blackhawk show and, and getting uh, Brandon Saad, like the, the second unit power play for the Avs was just, you knew they that you weren't going to get much out of them. Um, and I think that's kind of was, it seems like it was a point of emphasis to get good players just straight up and then guys that can help on that second unit power play. And it seems like they've, kind of addressing that with with sod and with taves so hopefully we're headed in the right direction for that aspect uh the other deal that the two teams made aj greer went your way kyle burrows went our way yes anything you got on him that's promising uh he's you know that i looked at as a depth move for both organizations i i think you know burrows is 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 the kind of guy who will be an all-star at the AHL level, but is not really, he's like a quadruple A kind of a player. He's a little too good for the AHL, but not quite good enough to consistently make the lineup in the NHL. And they don't have a league for those guys, unfortunately. No, they don't. And and now with the way they handle veterans in the AHL, they kind of limit them. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, he, he's getting to the point where he's going to become, you know, a, a guy without a role unless he can really establish himself as one of those uh, veteran AHL guys who uh, who is a leader and wears, you know, the C or the A on his sweater and, and gets the job done. I mean, okay. look, he's 25 years old okay. right now. Uh, you know, not great offensively, but consistent. He'll put up, you know, 
15 to 25 points a year, depending on his health. He's pretty rugged. He, he'll, he'll play a physical game, uh, you know, six feet, little over 200 pounds. So he's got, you know, good size, even if he's not the tallest guy in the world okay. uh, as a defenseman, but really more of a, a, of a great AHL player and a fringe NHL player. And it's so funny that that's how you've described both of those guys coming over this way, because that, you know, the, the avalanche were just decimated with injuries last year and, you know, did very well despite those injuries. So they called up a lot of guys. So, you know, the two things that you had touched on, you know, second unit power play and a, a you know, pretty good, I, I dare to say, like, I don't want to say dominant, but uh, excellent AHL player that can come up if called upon. Right. Seems like that's who he is. Yeah, more or uh, less. Uh, that that's what. Uh, right. What what is with AJ Greer? I mean, dra- drafted <laughs> in the second round, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be taking that next step to really establish himself as an NHL player. What what is holding him back at this point? I wish I had an answer for that, man. And maybe this could be one of those things where he just needs a, a change of scenery. But it's so weird because they they've called him up, uh, and when he when when he comes up, he doesn't really do a heck of a lot. And then as soon as they send them back down, it's like he's, you know, Wayne Gretzky's offspring or something like that. <laughs> like he does very well. He's almost how you explain Burroughs is kind of like AJ Greer. He he's a, he's an excellent player at that level of the AHL. I just don't know what happens when he comes up to the big time and it's just, I don't know if nerves get involved, if it's just too fast for him, if, if it takes him a while to kind of get, get going. And by the time he's comfortable, he's going back down. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know what the plans are for him and the Islanders. If it's, Hey, we're like, look, kid, we're going to, you know, throw you in on, on the pro level and you're going to be there and just, you know, we'll grow with you and, you know, we'll go through the bumps with you. Maybe he can like start to flesh it out because he can score. He, he's a good scorer, but it just, for whatever reason, when you bring him up, it just goes away. Yeah. I mean, look, big guys, he's six foot three, big power forward types usually take a little bit longer to develop because mm. physicality is a part of their game. And, you know, when you're in college or in juniors, you could, be physical against 17 and 18 year olds you try to do that against grown men at the nhl level who have higher skill and bigger and stronger it takes a little while for your body to catch up to that style of play do do you think that's part of the reason that we haven't seen more in the nhl from greer so far it could be that's a very good point i mean because because he's a He's a big body guy. Like you said, it was six, uh, what was he? Six, one, six, six, yeah, three, two, ten. Yeah, is what two, is ten. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think at that level, he might be, you know, a little bit bigger than the other guys. And then when he gets up to the NHL, they're kind of, they might not, you know, he kind of evens out with the guys that are at the NHL level. Right. Um, and he's like, Oh, what I'm doing in the NHL doesn't work against these guys for some reason. Exactly. So yeah, I, I just think he needs, to I think he could be a pretty good player if he's just given a longer opportunity. It just wasn't there for Colorado. They have too many assets, and he wasn't gonna. He, he he's not that guy that could really break through 
uh, that roster that they have out on the ice right now. It just wasn't going to happen for him. So, and I'm almost positive. Like he has kind of a bit of an attitude off the ice. I, I, well, I say that and I've read, I've read things where he's, he's very like involved in the community, mm-hmm. uh, but got into like this crazy bar fight or something. I think it happened in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> things always happen in new york at two in the morning um but i i don't know i didn't really read too much into it i mean stuff like that happens i i don't i'm not saying he was like to blame or anything but um so he's got he's got kind of a a mean streak in him if he if called upon so mm-hmm. um so the 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 set the two second rounders that the islanders got from the abs that let's see, I'm looking at their draft picks right now. So that's their own for next year. That's their only second round draft pick. Right. Okay. Do you wish that it, they were? I mean, if the season goes for the Avalanche the way that I hope it goes and people expect it to go, probably going to be later round picks. Mm-hmm. Is that do you, do you care about that or do you do you look at the way the draft went this past year and say that's fine? We're going to get a good guy at, even if it's at the end of the second round. Yeah, I mean, look, in my mind, those two second-round picks, you have two options with them from an Islanders perspective. Either you replace the two second-round picks you dealt away. They had no first or second-round pick in this year's draft, the Islanders. Mm. Or, you know, if everyone's looking to free up cap space, maybe you throw in a pick like that in order to entice someone to take, you know, a high – salary off of your hands and free up some cap space so either you use that pick and you know that's an asset that's definitely a second round pick has a lot of potential or you throw it into a trade and and help somebody else sort of uh you know take someone off your hands and free up some uh some space to bring in somebody else right because i'm I'm just on cap friendly right now looking at their their uh contracts they've got some hefty contracts man that's yeah <laughs> i don't have to tell you that you, you probably <laughs> looked at this ten thousand times uh wow 12 forwards are soaking up 47 million plus that's hefty are they yeah. i mean what do you think the next moves are for you kind of alluded to it earlier but realistically what who do you think is the next person to go for for the islanders the rumor is that that Johnny Boychuk is the next man to be traded, and that would free up a lot of cap space. I mean, mm. when Garth Snow acquired uh, Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk, those were great acquisitions, and he signed them to extensions. But especially for Boychuk, he's a good guy. He's a good hockey player. But they're paying him like Johnny Boychuk of five years ago rather yeah. than Johnny Boychuk of 2020. Right, right. And I got to ask you, because he's he's our old netminder. Uh Semyon Varlamov found his way to the Islanders. You got to be happy with him, right? Yeah, no, he had a he had a pretty darn good season and a very good playoff and look, no way the Islanders reached the conference final without the contributions of Varley. So, yeah, I was uh <laughs> definitely happy with the way he produced this year. All right, good. Good. Um yeah, man, I think uh I think they were. It was one of those deals, especially the the you know the bigger one with the two draft picks and Taves. Uh, it seemed like both teams made out on that, and it seems like 
uh, or I guess it, it remains to be seen because we don't know who the Islanders are going to get in those draft picks. But for for what the Islanders are up against, um, I, I you know I was impressed. Joe Sackett kind of sought this out. There was another deal apparently on the table with uh, his name's escaped me on the Panthers, I believe that uh, they were going to make a deal. And then this Islanders thing came up and they went with that instead. So I think this was a, a, a kind of a brilliant move by Joe Sackick to seek out a team that's in the financial straits the Islanders are in, much like Tampa Bay is in right now. Um, and this is the kind of like the nature of the beasts. Do you feel like you might be up against this thing because with the flat cap, you think you'll be going through this again next year? Uh, you know, that depends. And look, one thing I have learned over time is that I don't doubt Lou Lamarillo and he will find a way uh, mm-hmm. to, to get the team under the cap and bring in, you know, to, to execute the plan he wants to execute. Now, trading Taves was obviously not his first choice, but right. he'll make it work. He'll he'll find a way. And whether it takes one move, two moves, four moves, he'll find a way. Okay. And how is their AHL team? Is it who who is their AHL team? The Bridgeport Sound Tigers and they were last in their division and uh not not a great uh season in Bridgeport right now. No. So nobody that they're that they could call up to kind of replace somebody for on the cheap, really. Uh a couple of guys, uh Kiefer Bellows uh was a former number one pick. Oliver Wallstrom is a former number one pick. Some guy named AJ Greer now, I think, might be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean they're not exactly brimming with NHL ready talent right now. Let's put it that way. So but but could it be something where it's like, hey, we have no other options. We're gonna throw you in there, kid. Do what you can. Or could be. They, yeah. A couple of injuries hit, and I think that is exactly where they'll be. Right. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I always like to see, you know, even, even though they're no longer Avalanche players, I, I do kind of like just, you know, check the stats every once in a while to see how those former players are doing. So, uh, I, I do. I hope he gets a shot. I, I, it seems like he might. And the way that, you know, injuries are happening, may, he might get a better shot with the Islanders than he did with the avalanche. So he's capable. Um, and yeah, if they give him a chance, maybe he could surprise you. I can't guarantee you anything, but uh, y- you never know with some of these guys. Like I said, maybe they just need to change the scenery and a team that they can break through with. Maybe it's the Islanders. We'll see. We'll find out. I guess so. So, all right, man. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. And however, the Islanders are going to navigate this. And uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, I, thank you for having me. A pleasure to talk to you, and uh, good luck to the abs this Thank you, season. thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to follow you on the social media world? Uh, okay, well, we, you could follow the show at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. Ice Wars is the title of the book I wrote on the Rangers Islanders rivalry, and uh, that was a lot of fun to do. So that's awesome. Uh, that's where you could follow me. I love it, man. And how All about right. you? Yeah, I am on uh, for the show, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. And if you wanted to follow my personal one, I, it's too long to say it. It's ridiculous. Uh, just go to the L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. And then in the profile is my personal Twitter, if you want to follow me on that. But I don't do too much on there anyway. So 
Um, and on Instagram, Locked on Avalanche, you can search for that as well. So, excellent. All right, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. And there you had Gil Martin from Locked on Islanders jumping on the show, talking about the moves that the two teams made. Hopefully, we got some good info. I think we, we knew what we were getting in uh, Devin Taves. Kyle Burrows, maybe not so much. So, and like I said in the the interview with him, kind of feel like Joe Sackick was making moves with multiple things in mind, second unit power play, AHL players that can come up and do a job for a few games if needed. And it seems like Taves and Burrows fit those descriptions. So, uh, yeah, big thank you to Gil for coming on. <clears throat> we did talk about after we were done recording, the book that he wrote, uh, if you're an Islanders fan, if you're a Rangers fan, or if you're just a hockey fan and like stories, he wrote uh, the, the book that he mentioned at the end, uh, Ice Wars, the rivalry between the Islanders and the Rangers. It's not just this book where it's just, you know, some kind of one person's outside perspective. He apparently went back to the 1970s and detailed every single game that these two teams have played since then. And he said it took him three years to do it, talked to a lot of media writers, and uh, it was really a labor of love for him. So definitely I have some Ranger fans, my father included, that I might buy this thing for uh, for, for, for Christmas for and for my dad and maybe some friends of mine. Seems like it's a great read. So I'm not... You know, he didn't tell me to say any of that, but uh, when he said, you know, details all the games, I'm like, that's very interesting. So if you're just a hockey fan, you might want to run out and grab that. It's called Ice Wars. So big thank you to Gil for coming on. Uh, big thank you to everybody for tuning in this week. We will get to the Kale McCarr vote on Monday. Voting is closed for that, however. Apologize. So, uh, but definitely check out LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. Check out Locked on NHL for any breaking news, anything going around the league. Free agency is still in effect. And arbitration right around the corner. So there's still a lot happening around the league. So we will see everybody on Monday. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this has been a good week. And, uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll even have more. Who knows? Joe Sackick is a... Uh, a man at work and his work is never done. So maybe we'll have some more news on, on Monday for another Joe Sackett trade. I don't know, but that's going to be it for this week. People. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every day. I genuinely appreciate it. Leave some feedback over on the iTunes store or wherever you listen. Greatly appreciated. We'll see you Monday. Here's Jovi. Go abs, go.